Well, um, we are launching not only this new chapter in St. John's and with Gas Street for Longbridge today, but also a new sermon series that we're going to be continuing here in the next four weeks. Today, I'm going to be speaking on Be Expectant. Be expectant as an individual towards God and as a church here gathered towards God. But if we could have the slide with all of our values on for Gastry, we have these four values. This is going to be what we're journeying through over the next four weeks. If you choose to come again next week, I like to know in advance what I'm coming to, right? So this is the plan for the next four weeks. We're going to be in our teaching series. We're going to do generous, being a generous church. We're going to be doing being an alive church as God is alive in Jesus. And then finally, we're going to be looking at what it is to be real, to be honest, to be vulnerable as a church and as an individual as well. So they're four of our key values as a church and what we're going to be journeying through. But today... I'm going to be focusing on what it means to be expectant. What it means to be expectant. In a minute, I'm going to read a verse from 1 Corinthians. But first of all, I loved this story in the news this week. It was way down the list, so you may well have missed it. But I loved how it spoke of expectancy. We could have the picture. Fridge-carrying marathon runner stopped by police. Did anyone see this story? Or just yeah, a, few, a few of us. <laughs> I love this story. Daniel Fairbrother was stopped by officers in Stevenage whilst running with a fridge on his back, practicing for the London Marathon. A sentence that will never be said of myself. Mr. Fairbrother said he was on his second run carrying Tallulah. I love that. I mean, who puts that detail? When he noticed a police car turning around. Quote, they put their blue lights on and stopped me to find out what on earth was going on. Understandably, they had not seen anything like this before. (laughs) He sounds surprised. After Mr. Fairbrother explained his marathon challenge, the officer cracked a joke saying, you do know if you order from Curry's, they'll deliver it for you. (laughs) You see, these officers, they weren't expecting to see this, were they? They weren't expecting. They'd never seen anything like this before, so they weren't expecting to see it again. What we are expecting to see affects what we see. What we are expecting to see really matters. And we'll all have different expectations humanly of events we go to, of communities we join. And that's true of church as well, isn't it? Of how things look, of how things feel. But Scripture gives us a more reliable, deeper source for expectation based on Jesus. And I want to read, and for time, I'll just read one or two verses from 1 Corinthians 3, 16. Paul tells us what we can expect. There's a long passage in 1 Corinthians 3, 10 to 16, where he talks about building up the church. And right at the end of this passage, if we can just go to verse 16, it ends by saying this. You'll see this on the screen. Verse 16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Wow. What an expectation Paul sets us. Don't you know? So imagine he's speaking it to you today, 2024. Don't we know that we are God's temple. Well, I'm going to unpack a bit what that means. And that God's Spirit dwells in our midst. So three things. 
how we can be expectant. First of all, expectancy comes through what we believe in our hearts and our minds. What I'm calling a posture of expectancy, a posture of expectancy. Paul says that we are joined together on the foundation of Jesus and built up to be a dwelling place for God's presence. What does that mean? It means that everything that was in the Old Testament temple, if you're ever familiar with that notion, a place where heaven would meet earth, where forgiveness would be poured out, where worship would happen, all of that is what we can expect today when we gather together. Not only that, but everything that was then in Jesus, who walked on the earth, who had amazing compassion, kindness, went to the cross and was resurrected by the Father and the power of the Spirit, all that we can expect, all the hope we can throw on his resurrection is here for us today, 2024. His resurrection power, healing, forgiveness for our sin, for our mistakes, extraordinary love that fills our hearts and minds, that gives us a strong anchor through the storm. He holds us. All of that is here for us now. We can be expectant of the presence of Jesus in the power of the Spirit as we gather. And this presence of God is what we need. It's what our community needs. Listen to this. One commentator, John Cole, he says this, people may expect when they come to church a welcome. I hope you were welcome this morning. The warmth of friendship. Well, it was fairly warm, wasn't it, when we came in? Still warm? Yeah, warm. Uh, What else? Children's work. Well, that's going on. Youth work. We're praying and hoping that's going to go on. Comfortable seating. Are you comfortable? Yeah, comfortable seating. Engaging preaching. I mean, obviously, here I am. But he goes on to say this, but people expect something more profound from or through a church. They expect to be encountered by God. Now, that's a mic drop moment, but I don't want to drop it because it's brand new. But that's what people expect when they come to church, when they see a building from the outside. When I need God, where can I go to find him? I go to the people of God here. This is a reliable place where his presence, his healing, his amazing unconditional love will meet me. And we pray and hope that you, if you're here for the first time, if you're exploring faith, that you will be feeling that this morning, that you'll experience that in this community. That's what we're praying this community will be over time, building on the foundations of all that's gone before. And ultimately, as Paul says, building on the foundation of Jesus. So, First point done, expectancy comes through our posture, which means our belief in our hearts and minds, based on Scripture, what Paul says, that we are a dwelling place for God's presence, His love and power. Secondly, be expectant through prayer. Be expectant through prayer. We are a church here gathered that wants to lead from dependency. And as a wider church, as Gastry, and a wider church, Church of England in this diocese, that lead through prayer. That our first move is not to work harder, but to pray harder. That's our first move. Intimacy with Jesus. Talking to him. 
Like he's right next to us, like he's in the room. Like we can't see him, but scripture says he's here. Like he's got a seat here in his resurrection life power by the Spirit. And so you, I, we can talk to him direct. I remember when I first heard that when I was a teenager, someone said, was describing how they could pray to Jesus direct. And I was like, what? What? Because I'd heard about God, but he just seemed so far away. And I'd heard all the stories from Bible. They seem so far away through time. But what? Right now? He's here? If I walk out of the building next to that tree, I can speak to Jesus. If I walk to a coffee shop, if I go home, make a cup of tea, he's there? What? So prayer. Prayer is our first foot forward. Be expectant in prayer. And that's what we want to be as a church here. We're not expectant of our own great abilities. Yeah, we can all do stuff. You can do things. I can do things. We're not expectant on that. We're expectant of his power working through our weakness, through our vulnerability. And he loves working through unity. When we all get together, he's not about superheroes. He's about a super group of people coming together broken but resurrected in his power, loving one another. And I wish you could see what I could see looking at all of you, but this is us. He's here looking at you, so excited about what he can do with us here together if we humble ourselves and pray. And we as a church, we don't listen to the lie that comes that says we're on our own. No, we're never on our own. God is with us. And we lean in through prayer. Thirdly, be expectant through practice, through practice. Now, practice means two things. One, it means like, I'll practice a little bit harder, my piano skills, uh, my jigsaw skills, whatever your skill, your ninja skill is. Um, But it also means like what we just do, our, our church practice. When we get together, what do we do? And there's an overlap of meaning of those words. But we as a church, we want to come expecting every time we get together that we will meet with God, that he is here from the smallest meeting. Like just, oh, I've, I've got to get, get to church today to meet, you know, so-and-so to talk about this small thing. Even from the smallest thing or a meeting in the coffee shop with a friend that we're expecting that God's going to be there. But when we gather, we expect him to be particularly present in our midst as we worship together. 1 Corinthians 14 was our passage last week at the licensing service here. It was the passage from the lecture and it speaks of the Holy Spirit at work as we gather in particularly. And that's what we're leaning into. What it means is that every time we have communion together here, we take the bread and wine remembering Jesus' death and resurrection. We're going to come expectant. We're going to come expectant, not just remembering but celebrating today who Jesus is in his power. It means that every time there's a sermon, we're going to lean in. You know, I'm going to bring a notebook because I'm expecting God's going to speak, not just the person at the front, but through Scripture, by the Spirit, God's going to speak to me. So I need to write it down. I'm going to come expecting. It means that when we come forward for prayer, praying for one another, we're expectant of God at work in the hidden place. Deep down where we live, that we're being transformed. And that's been my story. I know for many of you, that's been your story, that when you've come into a place like this, you have been transformed by the power of God. 
And so that's what, how we're going to be expectant in our practice. And in summary, that's what Paul wants us to know, that the church is built on the foundation of Jesus and that God's Spirit dwells in our midst. Expectant in what we believe in heart and mind, expectant through prayer, expectant in practice. And what I love, isn't it, Ephesians 3.20, there's a passage that says God will do more than we ask or imagine. I mean, that's crazy. So, okay, we've got our expectations, but then here's another passage that says God will do more. God will do more. Now, think back to the fridge moment, right? No one could have expected seeing that. No one could have expected that. Think of the wildest expectations we could have as a church for what God could do through us here and for our community. Now quadruple that. Times it by 100. Because in God's mind, there's so much more that he wants to do. And it's through each one of you. Every one of you is gifted. Every one of you has a role to play in just maybe your kindness, your humility. It doesn't have to be some amazing, big, obvious, you know, sparkly gift. No, sometimes the hidden ones are the special ones. Every single one of you has a role to play. Even if you're here for the first time, God wants to partner with you. And to end, I want to leave you with an image of expectancy before Bishop Anne comes up. Because when we pray, if we can have this picture of prayer, often uh, we pray like this, you know, hands clasped together. You see this picture of people praying around a table. And I know in, in school, I was taught to pray, you know, right, let's bow our heads, close our eyes, or hands may be firmly fixed together like this, right? Is there anyone with me on that kind of posture of prayer? Yeah, no, it's not just me on my own. Okay. But um, in one church tradition called the Dominican tradition. And this is a very old drawing. Um, it comes up next. But there's another posture of prayer and it's stretched out on tiptoes. Like, I'll have to put the mic down. Oh, no, I can't put the mic down. But basically stretched out on tiptoes with hands upraised, like this, hands together upraised, as if you're receiving a gift. I love that posture for prayer. I think it encapsulates expectancy. It's what my children do when they're expectant of a bag of sweets, right? <laughs> right? That's how God wants us to be. He calls us children, sons and daughters of God, adopted through Jesus. And so we can come like this. Father, what do you want to give us? What do you want to do here as we gather? And as I close, I'm just going to close with a quick prayer for us before Bishop Anne comes up. But maybe have a moment. You might want to apply this to yourself. What's the Lord saying to you about being more expectant of his work in your life in this season? You might want to apply it to us as a church. That might be your prayer. So I'll leave it with you to do the application. But why don't we close our eyes? I'm not going to ask you to stand up and arms outstretched. But in your heart, be open as I pray right now. Father God, we thank you for this passage from Paul in 1 Corinthians that says that we can have a firm foundation on Jesus and that we are a dwelling place of God's Spirit. So would you fill each one of us with your Holy Spirit now? We want to be a people who are more expectant of you at work in our lives 
and at you at work in this church. We thank you for all that's gone before. But Lord, we thank you that you can do far more than even what we expect. So come. Come. Speak to us. Lead us as a community to offer ourselves in service to you. And Lord, we can't wait to see what you will do in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen.